This week's episode of Stay of Homekins is sponsored by Usual Wines. Usual Wines. We drink them. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello to everyone within the sound of our voices. Oh, my God. We like you. We like you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we are. Thank you for listening this far. <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> if you got to turn it off now, I get it. I'm sorry that you're listening this far because what? that means we're still in sort of this I see. limbo with I see. pandemic exactly. life. Pandemic Let, life. Let's back up a sec. Who are we? I don't know. Who are you? My name is Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, my name is Janie Haddad Tompkins. <laughs> We're a married couple. He's a comedian. Uh, she's an actor. We are quarantined together with recording equipment. This was part of the deal when we got married. Didn't, <laughs> isn't that funny to think about that we did not... That 10 years ago, when, yeah. we had, when we did our vows, we said that there was a worldwide pan- pandemic... That was airborne, possibly, definitely <laughs> respiratory droplets. Yeah. That's a whole other story, guys, um, where you can't be around people. Neither one of us included this in our <laughs> vows. <laughs> Why didn't we? I don't know. It's really. Can I tell? I want to tell them. Oh. That in your vows. <laughs> Uh-oh. You got a big laugh in, in your vows. You said something that was so <laughs> true that people laughed at it. Really? Yes, you were talking about. This. You were saying, you know, I'm, I'm, will, I'll stick by you during, <laughs> you know, this. It was like a, a variation on the for richer for poorer kind of thing. And oh, I did. The, I said that. What? <laughs> you didn't say that. You didn't like turn to everybody and say, "Hey, gang, this is just going to be a variation on for richer for poorer." <laughs> no, I'm saying I. I said for richer or for. I mean, I'm saying no. I, you did not. I stuck it out. This is why. I'm I, just kidding. <laughs> this is a dumb joke. <laughs> This is like a take my wife, please. Okay, okay. keep going. <laughs> One of the times that you you offered as a challenging time yeah. was when things are boring. Oh, I did say that. And people laughed because people are like, yeah, sometimes well, things are boring. We wrote our own vows, guys. Yeah. I can't remember mine. I bet they are not that great. <laughs> I can't remember mine. You don't have them written somewhere. You don't have yours written. No, somewhere? We, I have. I have all of our vows, and we still have the binder. Binder. That. <laughs> <laughs> binder full of women. We still have the binder full of women that Mitt Romney. Mitt, Mitt Romney officiated our wedding. He's an old family friend. He was really charismatic. <laughs> he was. People couldn't stop talking about him. <laughs> Wait, wait, why were our vows in the binder, though? Aaron, our officiant, uh-huh. had his, you know, his ceremony in the binder, uh-huh. in a binder. And then he put our vows in there as well. So I have a, I have, in my office, I have the binder that has everything. I'd like to look, I'd like to review it. <laughs> I feel like it would make me Like a 10-year review? Really? Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, how could you ever feel like you, you... It was just a slam dunk, you know, writing something no, I've been for to, such an important occasion. I've been to weddings mm-hmm. where the vows were a total slam dunk. Oh No, I have two. But I'm saying me personally. Okay. Like the, the, the pressure of that moment. Mm-hmm. Like you want it to be so special. And I think what I did was in my memory... Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to dial it back and not try to be like, have it be super memorable. I'm just going to speak from my heart. Mm-hmm. But who, no one wants that. <laughs> <laughs> they want like, they, they, they want, want like some a moment. They want some pizzazz. Yeah, they want some pizzazz. They're like sprinkles is a little special sauce on yeah. it. Well, okay. I, I don't remember how I felt writing mine because I think... This is weird. It's weird that we're talking about this. Like, this is weird. I haven't thought about this. I mean, one might say it's cuckoo. Cuckoo. People say you can't hear cuckoo, though. I've gotten comments. Some people say they can hear cuckoo. Oh, well, guess what, guys? Moment of cuckoo. (laughs) What is it, midnight? (laughs) 
27 o'clock. She went back in. Okay, right. she's in. She's in. Did you hear the cuckoo? Let us know. <laughs> Stay of Homekins on Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. What if we became like morning shock jocks? Ugh. No, I think that'd be fine. Why? First of all, we're going to get fun. up in the morning. No, I don't. No. Oh, we don't. No, I was thinking like pre-recorded. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like seven at night, but we're doing that horrible energy <laughs> <laughs> at the end of a long day. Hey, everybody. I uh, just want to tell you, Cuckoo is coming out very soon. Get ready because it's <laughs> Cuckoo Hawaiian Shirt Friday. <laughs> oh, Paul. That's right. That's, that's all my the, person. That's what the woman gets to do. Oh, Paul. <laughs> I did. I went out this weekend and I got, I got a little drunk. <laughs> what show is that? Oh, isn't that? Is that what they do on those shows? I don't know. Most. For, I thought they memory. would do that. Like, my memory of morning shows is when I used to have to do it when I was when I was going on the road doing stand up. <laughs> that yes. you get into town and yes. like you have to do this horrible morning. You show. You hate them. You would hate it. It was such. But a But they've drag. never heard of you. <laughs> They have no idea who I am. They yeah. just make all the all the comics that are coming into town do the morning show to help sell tickets. Right. It to me, it's like the my feeling always was I'm not going to be funny in this milieu. You know what I mean? Like my sensibility is not necessarily plugged into every morning show. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, and then. Like, like I did some show where it was like, here's our homeless person of the week or whatever. And then oh they would have like an interview with a homeless person and laugh at him. And also, I don't know, are people that are starting their day? <laughs> They're in their commute. They're on the car. Yeah. Are they like, I got to make sure. Well, if it's like Friday. and <laughs> This is also before like, it was before like- cell phones were so prevalent. Yeah. So the idea of like somebody in their car on their way to work, yeah, like, I have to remember what they're like. Oh my gosh, we're gonna take Sally out tonight. Uh, you know, y'all. it's her birthday, and y'all, and girl's gonna give some trouble to comedy club tonight, <laughs> y'all. And that is what would happen. Is a it'd, bunch be of like, it'd be like it'd be like Thursday or Friday, the and then it'd be like y'all, y'all. It's Sally's birthday. And this is giving me PTSD. After Brandon broke up with her, she has not been out in like weeks. And I heard there are two for one tickets down at Yuck Yucks. And I think we should all get a group of us together tonight and go. That's horrible. And then they go. Then they go. They ruin the show. They ruin the show. (laughs) They heckle. Sally does not get over her breakup. But at least I had to get up in the dark <laughs> to go watch two idiots abuse each other. Oh, and they're like coked up from the night before, probably. Like the I don't, guys, I don't the, know how they do it. The like, look, some people were nicer than others. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember the place in Austin. Mm-hmm. It was Dale and Dud. Mm. Then I think it became Dud and Bob. Mm. There was some some changeover. But mm-hmm. those guys were always nice to me. But it was mm. also like, as nice as they were, I don't want to be there that early in the morning. Right. Like, that's not the life I've chosen. That's the <laughs> life they've chosen. But it's weird, though, because it kind of is the life that you've chosen in a way, if you think about it. No, that was never part of the deal. No, because what happens is you go into stand-up, you go into whatever, mm-hmm. you don't know the rugged underbelly of show business until you're deep in it. You're in your waiter. You're in your like hip waiters. Do you know what and I you're, mean? and you're, you're absolutely, you right. know, like shuffling out in the, in the shit Creek. You're absolutely right. And it's like, what is Frank Sinatra going to write a letter to me in the newspaper? <laughs> like he did to George Michael. What did he say to George Michael? <laughs> George Michael was was uh, <laughs> despairing over the pitfalls of fame. Okay. And Frank Sinatra, like, I guess, saw this interview okay. and wrote a letter in the paper. What did like, he say? Hey, this is all part of it. So, Beth, count your blessings. Be grateful. Like, this okay. is what you got. Hold on a second. <laughs> okay. He, like, went on and on I berating this guy. Yeah. Who, turns out, yeah. was a gay man... Yeah. Who was like asked to like tone down his sexuality. Like I don't think George Michael ever fully 
closeted, but he played along with shit they wanted him to play along with. Right. But he just wanted to live his life. Sure. Also, Frank Sinatra famously like punched photographers all the fucking time. <laughs> he was a huge asshole. Here's the thing is like people who other like famous people who shame other famous people like do they honestly this is what I don't understand. Okay. Do they honestly not un, like grasp that fame is totally unnatural that it can be a weight that it could be unhealthy that there is an addiction side i think they only grasp that for themselves and not for other people (laughs) but how because they got to be around other like fucked up famous people where they're like, yeah, seeing. but if you if you're talking with your friends, your your yeah. super famous friends, yeah. about how fucked up it all is, that's uh-huh. one thing. But then you see somebody else complain about it. It's like, oh, he should count his blessings. This guy that I just learned about. I like how like <laughs> it's like all the celebrities that yeah the, the people that came out when all the Ellen stuff was happening <laughs> yeah and there were all these celebrities like Ellen's always been nice to me. It's like no shit. <laughs> that was the problem, dumb fuck. <laughs> you can't like you can't. Think past the idea that she's being nice to another famous Wait, person. Wait, I had like a whole, um, I had like a whole, um, like theory about about those, like she was nice to me, mm-hmm. uh, tweets or what sentiments yeah. or whatever. Is that they like they were celebrities that like maybe had the same publicist as Ellen, <laughs> and like the publicist was like phoning up all of those clients and they're like listen i'm going to i'll cut $1000 off mm. this month's fee <laughs> but i mean ellen is in hot water and i need you to tweet mm-hmm. i mean she had you on her show yeah. you know that time after your dui and she still had you <laughs> on and uh, okay 1500 i'll cut 1500 off this month's fee mm-hmm. if you tweet out she was nice to me. I think <laughs> whatever. I think that's entirely possible. Because I think there's a machine. I think yeah, of course there is. But I honestly think <laughs> Some that people. all these people were doing it of their own volition. Well, I I can see how like if you like spontaneously have affection for Ellen because <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand that you know people can be you know disingenuous or whatever like. I think it'd be fine to say, you know, my experiences were with her were, was this, and it's unfortunate. Like, if you acknowledge both. Right. Is that okay to say? I don't know. I've only seen Ellen from afar in a pub. I think... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not working up to something here. I have no Ellen. I have no boots on the ground, Ellen, anything. We need to hear from someone. <laughs> I have no boots on the ground, Ellen experience. I mean, uh, nor do I. Nor do I. Well, I will say, but there's a wealth of stories that from are not that private. I like I will say that I was in Hollywood, um, living here, hustling my fucking ass off, like trying to get jobs when the writer strike happened, and she very publicly, um, like flounced. The flouted. Flouted. Yeah. Flouted. She probably flounced. Flouted. She probably flounced on some divan. <laughs> um, and hired um, and scabs. Yeah. And that is like so wrong. Like if you're union, you you don't you don't work off the card. She also she fired people for not wanting to cross the picket line. But that was like such a big deal in 2007 yeah. when that strike yeah, yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember like going to picket. At the studios with signs or whatever. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me just uh, oh, check in with the audience. Okay. In case you're just listening now, we are talking about some three-week-old stories. <laughs> We're just getting to them. Oh, I have a prediction. <laughs> We're a little backed up, guys. I have a prediction that the Ellen story is evergreen. I, it seems to not completely be going away. Done. Yeah, because they're talking about replacing her. And well, didn't all that she stuff. like fire? She like she did like a house cleaning. Like she fi- just like two days ago, like fired all of her like loyal longtime EPs or whatever. Oh, because they got me too'd, Those guys. Yeah. 
There was like a there was like a culture of harassment there. Yeah. And she let those guys go. And now they're but they're still talking about replacing her. Which I don't understand. Um so it's just gonna be called Ellen. Yeah. Host, called Ellen. Hosted by Janie and Paul. <laughs> hosted by whoever, but it's Ellen hosted by somebody else. It's like when Caroline Ray took over the Rosie O'Donnell show. They still called it the Rosie O'Donnell show. Oh, they show. did? No, they did not. Oh. What'd they call it? I think they called it Caroline or Caroline Ray. Because, like, The Daily Show was The Daily Show with Craig Kil- Kilby. Yes. The Daily Show with John Stewart. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. The Daily Show. It was not The Daily Show with Craig Kilby. It was not. It was just The Daily Show. And when it became The Daily Show with John Stewart, when, when John Stewart took over, it became The Daily Show with John Stewart. That was a smart move. Yeah. That was a smart move. Hey, it worked for me with Best Week Ever with Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, right. <laughs> That show that went on for an entire full one season. Yeah. Those idiots. It was fun, though. It wasn't fun because I feel like you were losing your mind. It was, well, <laughs> it was also the move to New York was, it was difficult. Not good. And it was, there were, there were struggles with the, the people in charge. And it was a financial crisis, too. But, and there was that, too. But it was fun. Like, we, we did funny stuff. Like, I revisited that show. Years later. Oh, you did? Yeah. And it was like, How? This is like really you had like, uh, like copies of it or tapes of it or something? Or I honestly, I think I got them offline. I downloaded them because we would Are release they... the show as a podcast. Yeah. As a video podcast, like a couple days after it aired. And I downloaded all of them and I still had them on a hard wow. drive. It was funny. And it was like, I, I genuinely laughed. Like, I, of course, I'd forgotten most of the material and everything. It and was, was like, timing. It was timing and it was management. That's where yeah. it broke down. Yeah, timing yeah, yeah. and management. Yeah, yeah. Because they mismanaged the whole launch and everything. Yeah, it was a drag. It was a drag. Anyway. Can I tell my little hack of how that, how when, when you move, when they like, they gave us like the moving allowance. No, but no. <laughs> oh, you want to hear about how uh, I stick it to the man? It's okay. It, it's just like it's, how it I sounds, do things. It's very bougie to talk about. Oh, it is. Yeah, I think so. This is like it's a luxury thing. Like here's okay. Here's no, what it happened. wasn't a luxury thing. Here's it was what ha- a- It's a luxury thing to people who have not had this experience. That was the only time we've ever had this experience. So for the job, I, I had to move to New York. Jane, we were not yet married. We had just moved in together. Janie came with me, and we were given a housing allowance. But I have to just insert really quick. Okay. Just uh, something taking, about me. Honey, okay, I'm taking okay. care of you. Okay. I promise. Okay. <laughs> we were given a housing allowance. We had to search for an apartment online. Did we already talk about this on this show? No. We've never talked about this on the show. While this was all happening, like when the show got greenlit and we were – Essentially being told you have to move to New York very soon. Like in a month or something. Yeah. It was like, so, it, it was crazy. Yeah. I we had was, to put our stuff in storage here and everything. I was shooting an episode of Pushing Daisies where I would go, because that show is very intricate. It's very invo- It was very involved. It was a great show. But I would show up there to the Warner Brothers lot. I would get in full... You were playing Hair and a wardrobe. carnival barker or something. I was playing like a magician, like a sideshow okay. geek kind of guy. I would get there in full wardrobe, hair, makeup. I would sit in my trailer, in this little trailer, for <laughs> 11 hours, uh-huh. work for like 45 minutes, uh-huh. and then go home. <laughs> and so we're trying to like work all this out, and I can't leave. You're not allowed to leave, even though like everyone knows chances are you're not going to be doing anything right. before 11 hours goes by. That's just not how they can set it up. There's too yeah. many moving parts. There's too many moving parts. And we have we need you here just in case something else gets fucked up and it's like, okay, we're moving to your your part now. Yeah. So that was that added an element of of franticism to it <laughs> where I was like we were doing this over text and over phone calls. Yeah. And you found a place the thing was, we were given <laughs> X amount of money for housing. For housing, that yeah. For a year, they would pay, since we had to relocate, they would pay for a year. For our, one year. Our rent, yeah. And so, the, here's what you don't know about me, listeners. I'm very, um, how does one say? Frugal? Am I frugal? I feel like frugal means like you don't spend. 
I'm like a bargain you fanatic. Like, you like your deals. Like I got to squeeze every dollar down to the extra. You love deals. That's why they call you President Deals. <laughs> I'm all about deals. I'm all about like stretching, like making it work. Mm-hmm. Like how do you do this or that? Yeah. So I was like, okay, if we get an apartment that's like 75% of the allowance, do we get to pocket <laughs> the extra 25%? <laughs> And um, the answer to that question is no, you don't. Right. So I was like, okay, hell no. Are we finding any apartment that is not exactly yeah, 100% of the allowance, period? Yeah. And I did it. And you did it. I did it. And you did it. And then yeah. the and then the um the um economy collapsed, and then um I didn't work for a year, and then uh, <laughs> and we also okay. had to pay out our old landlord. Uh, oh, he 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 threatened to sue us. Yeah, he threatened to sue us. That's a whole other. You talked about that on the stage before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy that guy was fucking bananas, man. He couldn't find anybody. He's. I mean, we were taking he, his he word swin- for it. He's. He totally. He yeah, swindled he us. didn't try. I mean, like we. No, he he did. I I guarantee you, someone was in that apartment. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I guarantee. You. I wouldn't be surprised. That guy was like. He was a weirdo. He was out to screw us. From day one, he was. I can't get into that. From day one, I don't think he was out to screw. Yeah, us he was like with the dryer. Remember the dryer? Well, he just didn't want to spend any money. The dry, that dryer was fucking. Okay, hilarious. I can't get into this guy right now because I literally will pop a this, vein. This in place. My- this was our first. This is our first home together. Oh, my God. And the place had a washer-dryer. We were very excited. Very convinced that he had buried his previous wife in the <laughs> yard. Okay? Because so he this, visited that damn yard every damn... Okay, yes. whatever. So the, <laughs> Something was up. Something was up. So this dryer was the size of like a porthole... <laughs> <laughs> And it didn't do anything. Yeah, it was like it was like a joke. It didn't do anything. It was really funny. It was like a joke. And then I said, I was like, could we possibly like upgrade the appliances? And he was like, he like mansplained like harder than any mansplaining. Oh, like, it was so condescending. It was like explaining to me like literally like how to breathe or something. <laughs> like why it couldn't be done. Yeah, little like it was so exhausting yeah like it was like beyond like he would have to upgrade this and that and this is why and you know and the integrity of the whatever and this and that and i'm like okay and then then an electrician came to look at it yeah i don't remember that he was like loudly oh oh the guy came to look at the oh no he put on a Oh, he put on a show. Now like, you're we making were, me remember something else. We were in another part of the house. You're making me remember something else. It was like a little, it was a very quaint looking place that <laughs> yeah. we went to and we, we it loved like it raining. right away. It was like raining the day. It was raining and inside it was, it was cozy. Like cozy. It looked kind of like a cabin. Oh, this place. coffee was brewing. Coffee was brewing. Okay. That's a psychological trick, y'all. Then after we moved in. they will trap you with some. <laughs> I think everyone Baking does. some damn cookies and brewing coffee and stuff. <laughs> Um, Next well, thing you know, you're paying rent to a serial killer. Well, now, as far as we know, he's only killed one person. <laughs> the wife. The wife. The wife. Who had the same name as me, and he kept repeating it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my Janie, da 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 and I'm like... And then we found out he's divorced. <laughs> and he visited that yard. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You didn't want to talk about him, and now I can't even get through a story. All right, tell him about the electrician, but I'm going to tell you something he said to me alone in the garage Okay. before we moved in, or as well, we were moving Well, now you in. have to tell me that immediately, because I don't know if you've ever told me this. Have you told oh, me this I before? Oh, I definitely told you this. I definitely told you this. What was it? About why, like, feminine products can't be, oh. <laughs> like... <laughs> He preemptive. He, he can I just okay? So like it was like move in week. He's like giving yeah. us the key and everything. Paul's I don't know where he was that day, but I was like taking care of biz, like I do. Oh, I was out of town. Oh, that makes it worse. That I makes was it out worse. of town because you, you were had to do the town. move by yourself. That's right, you were out of town. No, I had to do the move out by myself. I had to do the move in by myself. You're right. I had to do the move in by myself. Yeah. Okay, so we're staying in the garage. 
and he starts in on this long I mean I'm just like small talking with him like oh my gosh like thanks so much you know we're so pleased to da 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 like I, and I don't not see this coming okay <laughs> I, I do not see this coming and he starts like going on about I don't know how the locks work and mm-hmm. the garage space and who comes when and then he starts sliding into this story <laughs> about how one time no yeah a couple times the toilet sometimes did not f- work properly a couple times the toilet sometimes did not work properly. <laughs> look i'm trying to like i just <laughs> i really only remember one specific detail about right. this conversation because because you know how when a trauma happens sure, to you exactly yeah. you know and um and the plumber came and i mean it was like this laborious situation where the plumber's like crawling out to the you know snaking the thing from the street to the sewer pipe connected to the street to the thing and he pulls out what he calls I want to say a, he's he pulled out a sewer rat and I was like oh my god oh my god like a sewer rat he's like well you know what that is don't you and I was like no and he he was like you know, it's a wad of used up tampons. <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh. I'm like my Southern self, like with a plastered on <laughs> smile. And my, and my voice kind of pitches up and I'm like, oh, okay. This, um, this middle-aged man is telling me, um, in a, in a very boring, long way, long winded way, uh, how with like disdain yeah. about like women's bodily function, you know, like there's like a tinge of like, you know, <laughs> and I was like, ah, okay, I won't do it. <laughs> I, won't. <laughs> I will never put anything in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and we never did. We never used the bathroom in that house. <laughs> anyway, what the hell? Like, why is that inappropriate? conversation to have to someone to their face it's also if you want to give some advice about that and say the plumbing's not great that's not the way to do it also like maybe tell us that before we sign the fucking lease (laughs) 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 well i was like the day the handshake the day the the check went through the the bank and all of that Congratulations, and don't flush any pads down the john. <laughs> and by the way, the dryer won't work, and it won't be. At, oh, when by he, when that, when he, I forgot about the uh, appliance repair man because yeah. he was because I was like in another part of the the apartment, and he was like, "What's that? It can't be upgraded." You say? Yeah, this is the story that I was going to oh, tell. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You do it because you'll be... No, you just did it! You do it because you're funnier. No, you just... Are you insane? (laughs) I just was like... You just did it! (laughs) I don't remember. Let's stop and go back. No, we're not going to stop and go back. We are going to take a break. We are going to take a break. I just was like... I just like... You know what happened? I got lost in my thoughts about him. Sure. Well, he's easy to do. And when I got lost in my thoughts, because he he totally, he screwed us. You guys don't even know. Like, he threatened to sue us. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll be, what? This episode is brought to you by Usual Wines. Yes. Thank you, Usual Wines. And we have some special sponsor messages. (laughs) This week, we are sponsored by Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA-certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Meal plans include paleo, plant-powered, keto, and balanced living. Look, Green Chef sent us three meals. We ate them. We enjoyed all of them to the point where we're going to order again using our own money. (laughs) I mean... That's a good review. Green Chef is great. Here's how it works. It lets you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow lifestyles with selected organic ingredients. 
Recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you along. Pictures make it better. So you got to do Green Chef. So go to greenchef.com slash homekins80 for this very special offer. With the code homekins80, you get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Once again, that is greenchef.com slash homekins80 to get $80 off. Hi, Stay F Homers. Have you tried Usual Wines yet? It is your perfect choice for weekend water. Each bottle is 6.3 ounces, which is a heavy pour or about a glass and a half of wine. They're low carb and have zero grams of sugar. But wait, don't grapes have sugar? (laughs) Yes! But... To clarify, all usual wines are produced using natural, sustainable grapes harvested every fall. These grapes are picked at optimal ripeness to ensure all sugar will be fermented completely until the wines are dry with no residual sugar. So yeah, the wines are clean. This ensures the wines are as dry as possible and lower in calories. Check out their website at www.usualwines.com and use our discount code STAYFHOMEKINS for $8 off your first order. Also, the bottles they come in are totally cool and mod looking and you'll want to save them to put flowers in. So try your first glass on us. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. Are we allowed to sing something that's not our song? We have to pay money. Um, That was the theme song to Come come for us, ASCAP. (laughs) By the way, I Googled it. It wasn't, the term is not sewer rat, it's sewer mouse. Yes, because a sewer rat is actually a rat. I get, but so sewer mouse, I guess, just goes through the pipes because it's smaller. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like a mouse but you know rats can Ugh. flatten their bodies and yeah stuff. i know oh i was at my friend Catherine's here like kind of recently mm-hmm. and um she we were out in her backyard obviously because that's how obviously you, stop judging us <laughs> that's how you visit i wasn't there by the way <laughs> i've only really i mean you know because you're supposed to be outside so um which brings me to another topic. Um, mm. Anyway, so we were out, out in her backyard, distanced, and <laughs> some skunks were coming in and out of her yard, and they were just like like sliding under the gate, under the fence. Yeah. Like totally, it was so cool to see. I mean, I love seeing, I love watching skunks. Skunks I, are I love very, skunks. we used to get them all the time. I, we will get them. I, we probably are getting them. We're just not looking at the right times. Oh, I hope so. I almost, I almost want to set up a camera. <laughs> the back of the house, a little skunk cam. Yeah, I want. I want to see what else is out there because we have a, a motion sensor light out there, mm-hmm. and sometimes it goes off and you don't see anything. <laughs> and I yeah, I don't know like that. I hate when that happens. The other night I went out there, and there was like a scratching in the in the trees next to the fence. You okay, know? and I couldn't see what it was, and I really wish I could have seen it. I saw a picture on Twitter. I shared this on Twitter that somebody had a picture of their backyard that was a raccoon, a possum, and a skunk all together. Oh my gosh. You're reminding me. Keep going. What? No, that's it. I was just like all of them together in the same place. So, okay. So remember we watched that um, series and it's like that guy, like David Attenborough, he like, he like narrates it. Yeah. Blue Planet. Yeah. Blue Planet. Okay. Blue Planet. Okay, blue pan. Is there? There's like an. Epi- <laughs> there's an episode of about like cities. Yes. Do you remember Wait, that one? This was this one. This was Planet Earth. Maybe it was not the the ocean an ocean one. No, it was an ocean. Yeah, I think it was called Planet Earth. That Planet Earth is fucking awesome. Yeah. God, okay. I hope that's the name of it. Yeah. So the one. So the one. There was like an episode on on cities. And it was like the tigers of Mumbai and all like it was like so crazy. Yeah. The city one like blew my Shout mind. Shout out to B22. <laughs> <laughs> That's a California reference. Yeah. That's I'm the proud. Pan- Panther. I'm proud of our mountain lion. Our little mountain lion. Okay. So um so again, I was at my friend Catherine's. This is after we watched it like two years ago or whatever. And um I'm walking home at night by myself from Catherine's. And on my way home, I saw every single animal 
in the I saw a coyote. Mm-hmm. I saw a skunk. Mm-hmm. I saw a raccoon. Mm-hmm. I saw a possum. Mm-hmm. And I saw a stray cat. Nice. No so, dogs? Oh. Well, yeah, I must It's have still seen. very impressive. Most dogs are accompanied. No, no dogs, because people don't want to let their dogs out the coyotes. Do you know what? That's tr- we don't really see any stray dogs around. No, here. there's no stray dogs. Yeah, a lot of stray. Stray. What cats. we assume are stray cats. No, there's some cats that are definitely strays. Mm. They're like, oh, there's this one that one black bruiser that we see sometimes. I haven't seen that one in a long time. I saw him not that long ago on a walk. He's just like he looks like a monster. He looks like a gorilla <laughs> that they they shoved into a cat suit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there, we'll probably see lots of coyotes now because of the fires. There's lots yeah, of fires. I haven't seen one in a while. I haven't seen one in a while. I remember the, like the fires in Griffith Park that one time, mm-hmm. and I would I would see so many coyotes. Like it yeah. was not even funny. We saw that hurt one at the reservoir that time. Remember, he had like a bad leg. Yeah, it was the middle of that goddamn was, day. Uh, yeah, that one was. Yeah, something was up with him. Yeah, something was something was up with him. <laughs> He was behaving strangely. So I was going to make a point about being outside. Yes. In the age of COVID. Mm-hmm. That um, in my recent research mm-hmm. about safety. Yeah. Because I'm trying to stay on top of it, y'all. Yes. I. Which is very hard to do. It is. But I have my epidemiologists, my go-tos. Okay. Janie has infiltrated a Facebook group of <laughs> epidemiologists. <laughs> So she can get like the real <laughs> shit they won't tell us on TV. Oh my God. That would be like my dream. That would actually be you like would my love dream. That. I would be like, oh my God. Okay, Dr. Smith said. All right. So so basically, like and then the recent the re- recent podcast I listened to was like on healthy buildings and stuff like that. Outside is is really the best way to interact mm-hmm. because you're talking about like air diffusion and stuff like this, you know. I know I am. <laughs> so the other day, I was like, you know, I was going out, I had my face covering, and someone struck up a conversation with me about face coverings and stuff, and I was like, well, I'm going to exercise, blah, blah, blah. Now, everyone in this area tends to exercise with a face covering, which is fine, and I, it's been, where I go, actually, there's a, a face covering is actually required right. to be on the trail. Like, it's part of the rules. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me just do a little digging about this. <laughs> the World Health Organization does not recommend a face covering during outdoor exercise. In fact, and this is what surprised me because I only really ever see people outside like from 30 feet away Mm -hmm. alone in a mask. And I'm kind of like, oh, we're so far away. Like, why are they, you know, and I realized there's a social cue element behind it. There's like a good faith element. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But if you are uh, breathing heavily because you're running outside Mm -hmm. and you are able to mean they say one meter. I do way more than that. I do not get near people yeah. when I'm going out and doing my exercise. Um, that if you're breathing heavily, it can impede, you know, your breath flow. In addition to that, you're sweating more mm-hmm. and you are um, growing bacteria around your mouth and nose. <laughs> <laughs> so their recommendation is not to work up a sweat outside when you are distanced from people with a mask. Right. So if you are sufficiently so far saying, enough away from people and you are doing a, a, an exercise that will cause you to sweat. To sweat and breathe hard. That you when should that's not, typically what exercise yes. is. <laughs> well, but there's some exercises do that more than others. Mm. You know, But if, if no matter what you're doing, if that's what's happening to you, mm-hmm. then you should not wear a mask. The recommendation on the World Health Organization website is to not yeah. wear a mask. The whole exercise. mask thing is So like, that is something that I have like, you know, wanted to make sure I was doing. Sorry, you're the whole mask thing. No, I was just going to say it was so it was mishandled from the beginning. Truly. And it fucked everything up because 
Well, look at our country. Yeah. I know. Well, it gives people an excuse to not do it. To it gives it 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 provides a path for everyone not being on the same page. Well, here's the problem. Why is it that I'm just now discovering the World Health Organization's recommendation for exercising at a distance outdoors? Why is it I'm just now discovering, you know, why is it they still can't determine airborne versus respiratory droplets? Mm -hmm. Look, the recommendations are still the same. Airborne versus respiratory droplets are still physical distancing. Wash your hands, wear a mask, blah, blah, blah. But it makes a huge difference in terms of functionality in our society because if certain buildings don't have certain uh, proper ventilation, they can't replace the air supply and therefore it becomes um, an infection threat. And these are things that they still don't know because it's still new. Mm-hmm. It's still new. But for sure, the way they handled the face coverings in this country was uh, <laughs> one of 800 bungled things. Very true. The testing, the travel. Let's not go through all 800. <laughs> Now, can we change topics? But Something I just little- wanted to share that with our <laughs> listeners because I know we have thousands of listeners and I, I, I just wanted to share that in case people are confused listeners, like I was. You got shared. <laughs> Let's change topics to we got to check in with the Bureau. Oh, my God, you guys. We finally caught up. We watched all five we saw seasons. This, we watched season finale last oh, night. my God. We can't talk about it because we, we want can't people, talk about it. We want people to watch it. Now we have no bureau left to watch. What do we do? Someone online uh, on Twitter recommended um, call your call my agent or something. It's like a French comedy. It's on Netflix. Oh yeah, about showbiz. Yeah. No, thank you. Really? <laughs> you know I love episodes. Oh, that might be that's my, true. That that's might be true. my recommendation. Episodes is a fun show. Episodes is the shit, y'all. I love episodes so You're much. Episode super fun. I am. So, I was like, I'm. I'm an. I'm an OG episodes watcher. It's true. Like you I got it on the ground. Floor. I did. I was on the ground floor. <laughs> I love that show. I think it's so good. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you're sad about the bureau, but um, we did start. Um, oh, and some uh, we did have a listener say, uh, "Check it out," and we did, which was um, the um, oh, it's like really pretty. And you read the book, Journey Smollett. Journey Smollett. Oh, oh, um, uh, uh, Doomsday. No, not Doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> Lovecraft Country. <laughs> Oh yeah, Lovecraft. That was one of my first recommendations. I think that was like a couple episodes in. Oh, the I recommended, book. I, I, yeah, I recommended the book, and I said I was looking forward to seeing the show. And um, we watched it the other night. It you was know, good. Do you know what I realized? I don't it's even like, like paranormal. Yeah, what? Uh, I realized that um, Courtney B. Vance, who's in it. Oh, you mean Angela Bassett's husband? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's one of those actors I realize like, oh, I'm always happy when I see He's him. amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. He's always great. But it's like, you know, you get a special feeling about some people when they show up on screen where it's like, oh, him. He has a grounded presence. And I think that's part of it. Yeah. And he's, he's just very, um, he's just very in the moment. And so it's him and Journey Smollett. And I can't remember the lead actor's name. He was in Last Black Man in San Francisco, which I would also recommend as a great movie. But he is like fucking jacked in the show. Yeah, was he jacked in that movie? Because I don't remember him like that in that movie. He wore a lot of lumpy clothes in that movie. He must have been hiding some stuff. Yeah, maybe he was working out for this show. I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know. It's like it's he has like a a, the body of an action figure. What must it be to have a body like that? (laughs) I think about that so often. Like, like I'm like okay, like Charlize Theron and like Mad Matt. I'm like okay. Would you feel better? Like, would you just feel great? I think you'd feel superior. Oh, I bet in some way. I bet it's great. I bet and clothes look good on. Like you never have to worry. Like you never have to worry about putting on a pair of jeans and being like, "This looks like garbage." Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I mean, I bet that's not true. We're we're like we're what we're doing. We're being. I bet it's true. No, we're being reductionist (laughs) because I think all p all humans feel. You know, all yeah, co- all- that's fine. I think it's okay to be reductionist <laughs> about super attractive people. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Let us have something. 
I don't know, really. It's but an, see, it's honey, a, you're super attractive. Uh, no, I'm not. You're my gorgeous wife. <laughs> well, you're very sweet to say that. <laughs> and you have to say that. Was that in your vows? Let's get the Yeah, bi- that was in my vows. Uh, go get the binder. You're so go hot. The, <laughs> go get the binder. And when you're like not hot anymore. Janie, I will always find you hot. <laughs> like when you're, when you're just like hot or not and you're in not. I'm <laughs> still. hot or not. You don't remember that? I do remember, but you're making it sound like it's a phase of the relationship. Yeah, that. I know, I mean, but I'm... I get on my laser pointer. (laughs) (laughs) Identify your flaw. Well, isn't like hot or not somehow like connected to Facebook in some way? Like the, was it in social... uh, uh, No, hot or not was a TV show. No, no, hot or not was a website. Hold on a second. (laughs) Paul just gave me the goddamn hand. I get, I, I literally said... (laughs) um, He said... I think that was the original... Facebook was fucking creepy Mark Zuckerberg rating women, right? Uh-huh. And was it called Hot or Not or was yeah. it something else? Hot or Not. Because there was a TV show called Hot or Not. There was an actual TV show called Hot or Not? Yes, where people who assumed that they were hot, and they were, like they were attractive people, Yeah. would go on a stage and then there were judges. <laughs> One of them was <laughs> Lorenzo Lamas. What? Stop it. You're making this up. I'm not making this up. Oh my God, you're reminding me of so Lorenzo much Lamas had a laser pointer and he would say like, look at this one area around your your waist, you know, where you have like a little, it's like too much skin here or whatever. Like the like the tiniest little flaws. Uh-huh. That some, which aren't flaws, by the way. Uh-huh. But it was just, it was insane. I think it ran for a season. I'm I'm like, there's, a, there's like um, a storm of rage. <laughs> brewing inside my chest right now like i'm having like so much anger that mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. something that got that made it yeah to television absolutely like what yeah okay do you remember that show um <laughs> remember that um real how they try to make a reality show the it factor it was like about like acting yes was that what it was called yeah, it was like called the It Factor, and it was like you know how like they have like um, yes, I, I was thinking because there was another one called The Lot or something. Oh wait, The Lot. There was one that was like a filmmaking one. <laughs> wait, that one was that called was not Project, Project Green. No, no, no. Okay. there was Project Greenlight was on HBO. Oh, The Lot. There was lot. a network one. Yeah, The Lot. Gary Marshall, Carrie Fisher were judges. Wait, and wasn't Jen Kirkman like in one of the movies? She was in like one of the movies on one of these. It was Janet Varney? Oh, it was Janet Varney? Yes. Okay. And so the idea on the was, lot. I think it was called a lot. Are you sure Jen Kirkman was not involved? Jen Kirkman was not involved. Okay. You might be thinking of uh, Acceptable TV on VH1. I probably am thinking of that. Um, the idea was that it was aspiring filmmakers. They would be given like a genre or something that they had to do. Uh-huh. And they would make these short films. The lot. Not and they had Yeah. And they had like a, 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 a stable of actors that they yeah. would use for all the things. And then they would get critiqued and all that shit. I kind of remember that one. I also it was like more of a game show type Project Greenlight, right? Well, the It Factor was more of like following someone to stardom. I think yes, it was like like American I do Idol, this like show. American Idol or yes. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Now I'm like remembering these these early aughts like forays into you know reality television or whatever. What was that George Clooney HBO? show where he was like the acting teacher or whatever oh yeah and he and it was like a whole thing because okay this was crazy because unscripted unscripted yes okay but that was like they were like playing characters though right they were like improvising or something or yeah they were not or was it no i think it was scripted oh it was was scripted no i don't think so because there was this whole thing in hollywood you think like Where, fucking Frank Langella was making up his own lines on that show? <laughs> he was on that? Yeah. Clooney, I don't think, was on it. I he think produced he just produced it. it. But here's the thing. There was like a a theater production in the Tamarind Theater, which is now the UCB Franklin. Mm-hmm. But at, when I first moved here, it was the Tamarind Theater. And the guy was like doing a one-man show or something, or he was playing like a Shakespearean... I can't remember what it was, but there was a... He, a billboard he got like a billboard for this show and it was like reviewed in the la weekly and everything Mm -hmm. but it was not real it was a stunt for this unscripted show 
And the reason I remember it so vividly is because I used to have a theater company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've not mentioned that on this podcast at all, but for five years, I ran a theater company right. with five of my friends from drama school. Miraculously, we're all still very good friends. <laughs> And we were putting on a play at the time and we thought that play was like our competition because we were like, what is, who is this guy? This guy, like he's doing some one man show and da, 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 da. And we were like, fuck him. Like we're so much better than this piece of shit. Uh, I mean, we, we were that way because we were, sure. yeah, we were like, of yeah, course. this was a long time ago, but like <laughs> the callowness of youth. <laughs> Yeah, and I remember that. And now I have to look it up. I feel like I'm referencing just the vaguest, the most vague thing. But I thought, because you, your memory is like a steel trap. I just thought like you were going to be like, yeah, that was blah, blah, blah. That was so-and-so. Well, I don't remember the actor, but I remember it was called Unscripted. But the fake play within the play. No, I don't remember. I never watched the show. I think I watched like But don't you remember that billboard on Franklin? No, Like I don't. over where Papi is? I don't. The, I, the billboard that I do remember was a billboard from, a fake billboard from Get Shorty, the movie. Oh. With oh. Danny DeVito as Napoleon. What? <laughs> That's awesome. In the book Get Shorty. Oh, there's a book? It was I've based on a book. It. I've never seen it, it any was, of it. It was based on a never book by Elmore Leonard. Oh, that's right. Elmore Leonard. Yeah, it's a great fun book. And Bill, the movie is fun, too. Bill Clinton's favorite author. <laughs> I love Elmore Leonard. <laughs> he does love Elmore Leonard. But in the, in, the, in the book, the actor, the famous actor, uh-huh. is clearly supposed to be Tom Cruise. Oh, really? Cle- like a huge movie star. Okay. Okay. And then... <laughs> In the movie, you're supposed to think Danny DeVito. Wait, what? It's like wait, so Danny, a Tom Cruise level wait, leading man. Danny DeVito plays the Tom Cruise. Yes. I, I, I respect it. I respect that. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's still, I it's a great movie. It, it is. I've it's never a, seen it. Yeah, it's, we should watch it. It's really fun. Oh, okay. I remember it as being really fun. And the series is good, too. There's another recommendation who dire- for you. Who, yeah, you like the series. I want to see yeah. it. It's on Epics. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's on Epics. By the way, I'm watching the Manson documentary. <laughs> such a big smile on your face. <laughs> I thought that was more of a smirk. Was it a smile? You looked rapturous. By the way, I'm watching the Manson documentary. The docuseries, I don't think... I've, this is going to sound harsh. I'm not. This is not a review show. I don't think it's very well done. <laughs> am I going to watch it to the end? Yes, yes I am. That's right. <laughs> I don't know if they're going... Like I'm waiting for their sort of take. Mm-hmm. But so far, it's bizarro. <laughs> and I want to... <laughs> it's still up to you. Do you think Manson was a bad guy? <laughs> it has a little bit of Viewer, that. Viewer, you decide. It kind of... Ha- I'm not going to lie. Right. It has a little bit of like, this was his childhood. These are the followers mm-hmm. that like talk rapturously about him, like to this day. Yeah, they're like basically like he would like it. Like I don't understand any of it because, and I'm definitely gonna watch that Nexium thing on HBO because I listen yeah. to that whole damn podcast. It's my. I know I've talked about this before. I don't know on this show, but my. Fi- one of my favorite things is <laughs> anytime there's a cult leader yes. and they talk to the people yes. in the cult. Yes. Like, he was beautiful. He yes. was, you couldn't help but be yes. swept into his eyes. And then you see the person that they're talking about. Like, troll. what? He's like a fucking gnome. Yes. He's like a troll. A weirdo. Like, this guy is the most charismatic person you've ever met. See, this is why I have to watch every cult thing ever and listen to every podcast at, and read every book ever about every cult thing ever is because what no one has defined what that is people just say charisma but charisma (laughs) is a bucket term are there like actual bucket (laughs) i would like to understand if there are actual chemical like Mm -hmm. pheromones Mm -hmm. that like waft off of like these people well, yeah. Like, what is it? But also, you're all, the people that, that are under the spell are also maybe not the most together people. You know what I mean? That's what they It's s- not like some normal person just all of a sudden no, they <laughs> would are see normal. Charles Manson and be like, oh, my God, I can't take my eyes off they this They kind of like weirdly, though, are normal. 
Well, because they're talking normally, but they're not normal. They're not in a normal place in their lives. Yeah, that's that's what happens. Is Who like, is right now? <laughs> you know what? This has got to be, you know, cult business is booming. <laughs> recession proof. They can't be. No. It's a recession proof. You need everybody together for a cult. <laughs> no, you don't. You got the internet. Come on. You can radicalize till you're goddamn. You got to make a pod. If you're in a cult, I hope cult people are doing a pod. <laughs> A quoropod? Yeah. You know, I have a little bit of news for you. <laughs> yeah. So just this week, mm-hmm. the FBI mm-hmm. has categorized QAnon mm-hmm. as a domestic terrorism threat. Sorry, QAnon. <laughs> so what do you say about that? I say good because they are. <laughs> They're terrifying. But okay, so there's so so you talk about being radicalized on the internet. Mm-hmm. That's a QAnon. Like, there's no figurehead to QAnon. There's an it, it is just a name. There's no avatar. Yeah, there's no. For some reason, they have not been able to to like nail down who's behind it. Supposedly, as far as I know. the FBI might know. Oh, I hope they do. I hope they do. But but like, there's no there's no charismatic figure, right? There's no. no like one person who's saying they're all waiting for this person to reveal reveal themselves. But the thing, but then it becomes sort of like just a set of beliefs that that radicalize people, and not a person. Oh yeah, it's it's that's well, a, I guess a, like a different thing. Yeah, but it's still centered around it's still centered around a person, even though you can't see that person. I think it always needs a figurehead. Yeah, but then, so then in the documentary 10 years from now, and someone's like, yeah, I was a member of QAnon, they're not going to be like, he was so beautiful because there was no he. No, but they'll, but they'll be like, we knew he was going to come and save us. And I know he's still going to come. Like, that's what they'll sound like. And I, I think, <laughs> uh, you know what? <sighs> 10 years from now, let's all meet up here and tell me if I'm right. All right, we got to go. <laughs> we do? Yeah, we do. <laughs> I want to talk more about QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> the cuckoo crazy, right, cuckoo? Oh, so close. <sighs> All right. Um, so we did some recommendations. Oh, I also want to recommend uh, a show called, a podcast called Night Call, which is similar to uh, web crawlers in that it's like a sort of, it covers you know weird stuff and conspiracies and things like that. It's a little more <laughs> dare I say grounded than web crawlers is. It's hosted by uh, it's also hosted by three women: uh, Emily Yoshida, Tess Lynch, and Molly Lambert. And um, I just started listening to it a few weeks back. Like I'd known about it for a while and kept forgetting to check it out. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. That sounds good. I don't I don't know if I have any other. I recommended episodes. Yes, you did. If you haven't seen it. And no one can take that away from you. I did just start Nice White Parents. It's a podcast about public education. <laughs> I also want to recommend <laughs> so, two. So much less fun than your recommendations. <laughs> I want to recommend two online shows. Lauren Lapkus and I yes. will be doing our two-person show uh, streaming live on Monday, September 7th. Um, that's at 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, produced by Dynasty Typewriter. You can go get tickets to that now and i just did a show tonight before we recorded um to celebrate my friend mark evan jackson's 50th birthday party um mark evan jackson is a guy that if you don't know his name you've seen him in a million different things yeah but he had because it's his his birthday and we can't all get together he he did sort of a virtual party online with all these people from various jobs that he has so he he it, it starts off with the babysitters club Aww. it's the girls who play the babysitters it was How so cute. it was so adorable watching him with them and he was making them laugh and stuff they're all beyond precious yeah like i've never i've never read those books you know like it was way after my time it almost made me want to watch the show yeah I heard um, it was great. Yeah, but so it's those people, and it's uh, me and the rest of the gang from the Thrilling Adventure Hour, mm-hmm. um, people from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and the stars of The Good Place, um, just getting together and telling stories and uh, and toasting Mark. And that will be available. That's, that streamed tonight and will be available, I think, for a week okay. from tonight. 
And for all of these shows, um, we should make sure that we post about them on our Instagram yes. at Stay of Homekins. Yes, and yes, yes. Um, we also have a Twitter feed at Stay of Homekins. And if you would like to reach out to us, and so many of you have, and I absolutely love getting your emails mm-hmm. at stayofhomekins at gmail.com. There have been so many funny things and, you know, people like remembering things like, oh, we used to say this when something was far away or we have this yeah. east-west. I love stuff like, like I love it. Like, yeah. I, you know, I know we don't get to write back to every single person, but... Um, I don't know why we're not allowed to. People won't <laughs> let us do it. But it is a joy. It is a joy. So thank you for writing us at stayofhomekins at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. And until then, stay, stay safe, safe, stay, stay sane, sane, and stay, stay home. home.